Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode three of Likehearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey. And we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow and thrive in our daily lives. Yeah. Uh, what's been going on, Bracey? I haven't talked to you in a few days. You know, I feel like time has no meaning anymore. <laughs> like, fair. wasn't it just Thanksgiving? And wasn't it just March? Yeah. We're recording this before Christmas, and I've just been trying to get all my Christmas stuff done, and we're heading to my parents, so it's, I don't know. The holiday season snuck up on me, I feel like. Yeah. Are you done with all your Christmas shopping? Yes. I'm still waiting on one package, and if it doesn't get here, I'm going to be really upset, but I ordered pretty much all of my stuff. I'm big on trying to shop small if I can. So I tried to order it early, but there's still one outstanding. Um, So. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the postal service and like FedEx and UPS are completely overwhelmed. I'm sure. Because so many more people are like shipping things since they're not going home. Yeah. I am very grateful for our delivery drivers. (laughs) That's true. Doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's going on? The only exciting thing I would say is I'm home and at home is my mom and my grandmother. And my grandmother is 102 and a half, a little, a little more than that, actually. And I think at this age, every, every day, every month counts. Um, she seems like a character. Tell everybody what you call her. Yeah. Okay. So her, we call her Goggy um, because my oldest cousin when he was little couldn't say grandma he said goggy and it just is one of those things that just stuck um so yeah we call her goggy and she is really funny but she lives with my mom and that's been going on the last couple months and she talks in her sleep and when i say she talks i mean she yells and she's always having dreams about really unfortunate things happening and where she is kind of the hero and she's trying to get help. And so there was one where she was like giving CPR in her sleep because a little girl had collapsed in a department store. Wow. Um, Goggy to the rescue. Exactly. And it's kind of like an all night thing. So it is pretty crazy and kind of hysterical and kind of sad, but, um, yeah, so that's what's been going on. I'll, I'm sure I'll have some more good goggy stories uh, in the next couple weeks while I'm here. So basically what you're saying is you didn't get any sleep last night because goggy was yelling. That is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I hope yeah, you get probably, a nap this probably afternoon. Probably sub three hours. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. just take a nice nap. Yeah, I'm no stranger to the insomnia, so I feel for you. Uh, yeah, whenever... Bracy and I first started talking this morning and I was telling her that I w- hadn't slept a whole lot and she was like, oh, why didn't you just text me? I might have been up. <laughs> I probably was up, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. We so we might be starting this. to record these podcasts in the middle of the night from mm-hmm. now on. Um, so today we wanted to talk about just 2020 in review because it has been such a crazy year that it just it deserves its own episode we couldn't not talk about it no we can't it it refuses to be ignored so it's true it's doing the most yeah what um what would you say are some things that you learned in 2020 what have i learned in 2020 (laughs) um you know i think that 
I've learned a lot about our society in general just because of all the stuff that's gone on. Yeah. But personally, I think it has been really interesting to see how not having obligation has played into my life. It's something that I didn't think about much before, but evidently obligation weighs on me heavily because now not having them is really nice. Yeah. And um, the other thing is I feel like my social anxiety is so much better because I don't have to interact with people that I'm not comfortable with. It's so nice. Which is really interesting because I had no, no idea that you had social anxiety. I do. Yeah, I have for <laughs> a while. Like, how, I was a really shy kid. How does kid. it manifest? Okay. Um, I don't like to talk on the phone. I don't like to have to interact with people that I'm not familiar with. A networking event is my biggest nightmare. Truly a nightmare. I hate it. I dread it. It's awful. But okay. I've never, I haven't had to do any of that because I'm rarely in contact with anybody that I don't know or am at least familiar with, or it's some sort of like delivery person or, sure, you know, okay. nobody that would cause me anxiety. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like when things start to return to normal, it's going to be worse? Or do you think it'll be the same or better because you've had a long break or? I actually don't know. Um, I feel optimistic about it, I think, which is good. Um, but again, kind of going back to the obligation part, I also feel less inclined to accept invitations to things that I don't want to do anymore. Like if somebody had asked me before, I might have said yes to something. And I know we've talked about this too, people pleasing, like might have said yes, because they wanted me to go and not because I actually wanted to go to something. And so I think now it's more clear to me when I'm doing that for somebody else versus when I'm saying yes for myself. So hopefully I won't be put in those situations as much. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a good chance that people are going to be like more considerate of other people's comfort levels because I know, you know, in this year when people have like invited me to do something, even though saying no is really difficult, their response to that is so kind. And it's like, oh my yeah. God, I totally get it. Like, you know, yeah, do whatever feels right to you, which maybe would have always been their response, but. I don't, I don't know, know though. I feel like people are just way more um, lenient with people coming to things now that there's like, quote unquote, an excuse. Um, mm -hmm. And for people with social anxiety, the excuse is so nice to have because then if you're even if you're just having an anxious day and you don't want to do something that you might normally want to do, it's not a big deal to say, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to come. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I'm probably one of those people because like. I. I don't, I don't have social anxiety, I wouldn't say, but I really, I have to people please. <laughs> it's just, I just have to. And so I feel like there have definitely been times when I don't necessarily want to go do something, but I said that I would and Taylor is having an anxious day and doesn't want to go. And I am so frustrated with that. I'm like, well, just do it. Like, just get over it and go. I mean, I don't actually say that, but those are my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it might change me and my response to things. Um, I kind of get both sides just, too, though, because, and I guess it depends on the situation. I, I guess when I'm referring to things I want to bow out of, it's usually a, a larger group event. 
um, something that I might not be noticed at. But I, I find that I get frustrated when people bow out of things that are like small groups where, you know, where like their, their presence would actually be, um, noticeably gone or not there. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's well, and I think too, with social anxiety, sometimes it seems like it's the anticipation or the buildup to getting there. And then once you're there, it's like, fine. You're like, oh, this actually like wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah, um, I would say that my anxiety is way worse on the upswing, but depending on the event, I'm still anxious during it. Yeah. Depends on honestly, it depends on who's there. If I have like people that I know that I can kind of like use as a touch point, mm-hmm. if I get anxious, then it's fine. But if I have to go into a setting where I know practically no one, then it's not great. That doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I can definitely second, you know, saying that the the complexity of our society has really shown up during this quarantine with the pandemic and the public response to that. And, you know, the, the, my body, my choice kind of Mm -hmm. situation with, with mask wearing and black lives matter and police brutality and the election. Like it's just been an upheaval of a year in every way. Um, And it's been really disheartening and depressing to see, some people's responses to all those things, but then there's also been like really great, beautiful responses that kind of give you hope and humanity. So yeah, lots of um, highs and lows, lots of highs and lows. Yeah. What would you say was your, a couple, a few of your highs? Highs. Um, well, obviously our ladies night has been a, a big high. Um, yes, we did it on that. Yeah. We probably wouldn't, Anna and I probably wouldn't have done this podcast, honestly, without it. We definitely no, wouldn't have talked so as much. Either. So that has been really awesome just to have something every other week that I can look forward to and know that I get to see people and talk to them, especially when they're not here, you know, not in North Carolina where I can hang out yeah. normally. And it's something that I hope we can t- continue. Same. Other highs, I honestly feel like I'm just really grateful for this time hanging out at home. I have been really lucky that the like none of the coronavirus stuff has hit very close to home for us. It hasn't changed a whole lot. Seb likes to work from home, so that's not an issue. And we're just homebodies, so we're kind of happy hanging out here. Yeah. And it's been a... This is like kind of best case scenario in a couple ways. Yeah, it is. It's been a cozy year, so I can't complain. What about you? Um. Yeah, I mean, second ladies night, absolutely. I think it, it really helped in my... Really, my first full year of not being in North Carolina, uh, it helped a lot with FOMO because nobody FOMO. was doing anything. So... <laughs> Is that so going to impact you once we start doing things again? I think it probably will to some extent. I mean, it's – yeah, it's not not so much so that I'm like, oh, I wish they weren't hanging out without me because obviously I want you all to see each other and right. enjoy your each other's company. But yeah, I'm sure there will definitely be times where I'm like, oh, man, I wish – I wish I could go. Yeah. I wish I could go to that. That yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, having this – the Zoom meetings or whatever on Ladies Night has been awesome. I would say another high is that I got to go to Utah. Taylor and I did a road trip for – we were gone for like two weeks and went to all the national parks. 
And it just was like something that I was like, I don't know when we would have ever been able to do this. Like when we would have had enough time off with everything being closed down that we would just be like, oh, we can just leave for two weeks and do whatever we want kind of and not worry about it. I mean, maybe not whatever we want, but, you know, get to go and see some really beautiful things and have a really cool experience inside of this year. It has been really interesting to see what choices people have made specifically because of the changes to their work schedule and like the way our society is operating right now. Cause we have two friends that have elected to move specifically because they knew they weren't going to go back to work yeah. until uh, at least the new like year. Next so, summer. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so that's such a cool opportunity for people to actually branch out and do something different that they wouldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, definitely. What about lows for you? Um, I would say with lows, it is, I definitely like would go through periods during quarantine where I would just be so like, I don't, I don't know. I hesitate to say depressed, but like the days were just melding together and there was no difference, especially during the summer. I work for a school system and so I don't work in the summer And that's always like fun for maybe like four or five days to just be like, oh, I don't have to do anything. I can just watch TV, can do whatever I want. So great. But then I just started to feel like, oh, I don't like have a reason to get up in the morning necessarily. I feel like I've watched everything good on Netflix and Hulu. So it just, yeah, every day felt the same. And I just was like, I don't know how long I can do this for. Like, it's just pretty monotonous. Yeah. And just, yeah, it started to weigh on me a lot. Um, which is honestly what kind of like spurred the Utah trip. I was like, we got to go do something because (laughs) I got to get out of here. (laughs) I got to get out of this tiny apartment. (laughs) And then I think, yeah, just there were so many things that were supposed to happen this summer that obviously didn't. And so honestly, it was like kind of having to grieve a little bit, um, the loss of this year and let that time happen. And it was okay to be sad about it, but. Yeah. What about I would, you? I would uh, basically copy you on both of those points because I feel <laughs> like a definite low was missing events that I was looking forward to. One of our best friends, Brittany, was supposed to get married twice this year. And <laughs> yeah, obviously, we're not as sad as her about that. But that was sad that we didn't get to do that. Mm-hmm. And just a couple of other events that didn't get to happen. Um, but then also, I definitely feel you with the days kind of blending together. And I feel like in the last maybe two months for me, it's gotten worse because I've had some physical health stuff. Like my insomnia has been bad and there's just a couple of other things that I haven't felt my best. And so it it kind of compounds on the fact that like, we're not actually doing anything. I'm not getting out of the house as much as I'd like. So it's definitely an adjustment, but I'm looking forward to spring when we can be back outside again. Yes. I love to watch the, uh, actually, this was a a really cool thing that I did notice. I, and I only noticed because of quarantine, our backyard is wooded. And I remember in the spring when the, the leaves started to come back on the trees. And then I watched the summer as it, everything got full. And then I watched the leaves fall off the trees. And so I'll get, I'll get to watch them come back on again. That's so sweet. Yeah. What a wholesome answer. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. One thing, too, I wanted to – I kind of forgot to mention is that 
I think I realized in quarantine that I'm a lot more extroverted than I thought I was. Um, mm. which, yeah, I mean, I think I, I kind of always grew up thinking like, oh, I'm just kind of shy and I'm introverted and all of that stuff, but realized in quarantine, I was like, I need to be around people because it gives me energy in a way that I didn't, I didn't realize before this year. Does seeing people on a video chat do the same thing for you or is it more of like an in-person thing? I would say it does, but not to the same level. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. But I would say that my introversion is pretty much thriving right now. Introversion, extroversion. Because my, I'm really, we're both on that line, but I really get filled up just by being around like my closest people. And I feel like I've been able Mm -hmm. to maintain those really close relationships. So it hasn't hit me very hard. Yeah. What do you think that this quarantine period and like this general change in our society, what do you think that's going to change for the future? I mean, my hope is, you know, like I said a little bit before, like I just hope people are more considerate of other people in every way. Like I hope that wearing a mask is normalized. Like I feel like now I'm like, oh, I'm so used to wearing it at this point. Like if I feel kind of sick, even if it's, you know, past COVID and maybe if I just like have a cold and I need to go to the grocery store, like just being considerate of other people and wearing a mask. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is something they do in other countries and it's so normalized and not strange. But I'm like, oh, think of how many less people you would, would like give get, your cold to. Right. If you just wore a mask and like washed your hands more frequently. <laughs> I also think that the way that people work is going to change. Yes. I have lots of um, feelings about that. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us your feelings. So I've always been a big advocate of work from home policies. And just generally letting people work the way they work best because I just can't understand this model that we've created where there's only one way to do quote unquote good work and it's in an office from nine to five. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. I just don't think that every single person works the exact same way. And definitely not. Yeah. It's really interesting to me too. Like I personally, I work better at home, but I I don't mind being in an office either. But Seb, he is such an introvert, but he's one of those introverts that is so personable, you would never know it. So he like puts on this happy face and he goes out and he meets the people and everybody loves him immediately, which is fascinating to me. I I don't understand how he does it. It's really incredible, but it's a special skill. It is. But when he comes home, he's so exhausted. And that's what going to the office does to him. He comes home and he's exhausted and he's doing less work at the office than he would at home. And so it's just, it's really interesting to me that there are still companies that kind of push against that work from home situation because they think people are going to slack off when in my opinion, that's the opposite of what happens. Um, So I'm really hoping that this time has given those companies the opportunity to see that people can do good work at home. And I hope that that will extend into once we're vaccinated and all that. Yeah, I totally agree. And Taylor is really the same way as Seb. He is extremely introverted, but when he it's in a social setting. He like can totally be the life of the party. He loves to host. He's he wants everybody to be having a good time. 
And so at work, it was, he was managing a team at his last job. And so, yeah, he would go into the office and he's just like on, it's like a switch. Mm -hmm. And then he would come back home and it's like, he's completely depleted for the rest of the day. And so they just, it's like, yeah, they don't have the energy left in their tank to give to other people because they're like, oh, I already used it up and now I need to recharge and be quiet and be alone and yeah, all that jazz. So it definitely gives companies something to think about and consider because obviously the idea that people can't work at home is bogus because <laughs> we've been doing it for we nine months. We figured out how to do so, it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any excuses anymore. They don't. Okay, so moving forward into into New Year's resolutions, did you make any resolutions for 2020? I did not, and maybe I had the forethought this year because usually I do. I but know, this, you're so clairvoyant. Well, I'm glad because I feel like that would have just been an added pressure I had on myself. But um, yeah, I didn't do it this year, and normally I would, and so I'm just happy I'm not letting myself down on anything. <laughs> what about you? Did you make any? Yeah, I did. It was it was pretty funny because last New Year's Day, Taylor and I started driving across the country to Portland and we had so much time in the car. You know, it's like a 40 something hour drive and we were so serious about our resolutions and we made them into different categories like health and relationship and career and we had at least one or two in each one. And thankfully, I think Outside of like drinking 60 ounces of water every day, <laughs> um, I think that we were able to meet them for the most part. Um, so that was good, but it does seem kind of silly now that look, I'm like, oh, we were only living kind of normally for two months of 2020. Yeah. I, I'm curious if it's going to change for people this year. If people are going to, th- I feel like it could swing either way for people. It could either be like, all right, I feel like 2020 was a wash. I'm going to make twice as many goals and I'm going to work twice as hard to meet them because I feel like I lost time or it's going to be like, wow, I can control nothing. So (laughs) I'm not going to make any goals. That's true. It's possible. What are you doing for New Year's this year? I feel like I always make a health goal just because I, I, I feel like with New Year's, I always need a reset. Um, especially after the holidays because I love sweets. Yeah. All my teeth are sweet pretty much. And so I remember one time I, a few years ago, I think I was like at a doctor's appointment or something. And there was this poster up about how your body is your home Mm -hmm. and that's where you live. And it just like really struck me and I'd never really thought about it like that. And so it's really important to me to like treat my body well. Um, and I think too, like as I've gotten older, not that either one of us are old, but like, you know, your body just stops acting the way that it used to act when you were a teenager in your early twenties. Yep. And so I think doing everything I can to keep it operating in the way that um, is conducive with my lifestyle is really important. Yes. I would second that. I just, with all of my health stuff. My body's just not working the way that I want it to. So I think that I'll be making some changes in the new year as well. I think that and the only other thing that I'm thinking about doing is making a list of some of the projects that I've put off that 
I just need to get around to doing and like put a timeline on those because I could procrastinate them till the cows come home. But um, yeah, I think that'll like make, make me a feel... smart goal for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that'll probably help me have something to to look forward to doing in the in like Q1 while it's still winter yeah. and you know we're not doing a whole lot outside. There's that corporate brain coming out. Oh yeah, one. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the way I think now. What would you say, what's like one of your projects that you're most excited about for this year? Oh, for the whole year. Interesting. Um, Honestly, I'm going to say our laundry room because it's the one project that has stumped me so bad this whole year and I'm going to okay. fix it in 2021. Mm-hmm. I um, We took down the cabinets in our laundry room and put up some replacements, but... We need to like patch this one side and I painted the walls, but then the paint that I bought must have been defective because the dogs have like scratched the paint off the walls in there and we need to put up shelves and there's just a bunch of stuff. And it's one of those projects that hasn't flowed very seamlessly. So it's been Mm -hmm. like kind of pulling teeth for me to get it where I want it. But I feel like I have a good direction now. So hopefully all of the delays are past me. I'm looking forward to getting it done. And I just like that room. I just want it to feel good. That's that's my favorite part of home projects in general is like when you're finished and it just feels so much better. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to that. That's exciting. I I love a good before and after. So (laughs) I'll keep you updated. Please do. Um. What would you say you're most grateful for from this year? I am most grateful for the time at home, I think. I It feels like a collective pause that we've had this year, and it feels special. Like, we'll probably never have anything like this ever again. And so I'm just, even yeah. though it's been challenging in some ways, I'm just trying to hold on to that feeling of, like, comfort and cozy and at home. So... Yeah, I love that. That's a great outlook on this year because it it's true. Like it has been a really difficult year and it's been a big spectrum of difficulty that it's been for different people. But yeah, I agree. It has been it's been a year where a lot of things have happened that probably never would have happened otherwise if we hadn't been forced to slow down. Right. So, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. What are you grateful for from the year? I think I have been grateful for Taylor and I being to able to spend so much time together. Um, I think it's been, it's, this was definitely a make or break for couples. Agreed. And I think we made it. So that's great. Um, but yeah, I think it has, we've been spending, you know, basically 24 seven together this year and it has forced us to learn how to communicate with each other better and how to argue better. And so, even though that stuff is a little uncomfortable, it's it. I think it's really like set us up for long term success, which is great. And we learn that we actually enjoy being around each other, yeah, almost nonstop, which is wonderful. I mean, cohabitating is a challenge in itself, and then to be forced together for literally all day is something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm grateful for that. And then I think the other thing um, is. You mentioned earlier that a couple of our friends like got to live in different places and um, our friend Hannah 
came to Portland actually for almost a month and she got an Airbnb that was like 10 minutes away from my apartment. And so we, I got to see her, I think every day that she was there, maybe I think I didn't see her one day, but we went on a ton of walks. Um, and I think after having spent almost the whole year, not having seen anybody from our friend group, it was just really life filling, honestly, to, to get to be around such a good friend for, for a while. So that was really special. Yeah. I'm glad you guys got to do that. Yeah. We, I think we got to spend more quality time together than we ever have. And honestly, probably ever will again. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was like such a special time for our friendship. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So I think, yeah, definitely grateful for that. All the quality time for our love language. (laughs) Absolutely. Got filled up. What do you think 2021 is going to look like? I'm almost afraid to ask, but. I, I, I know I'm almost afraid to answer because <laughs> I feel like if we if have we learned nothing from 2020 like we don't need to have expectations <laughs> we are not in control of this life um but I mean I'm hopeful that by the end of 2021 we will have returned to at least some level of normalcy like hopefully we'll be able to go out to eat or we'll be able to travel without being so afraid and I hope that it's a little bit returned to normal, I guess. It's interesting to me that you mentioned control. I think that's something – I haven't thought about it in a while, but I think that's something that right at the beginning of quarantine that I felt a lot of people were struggling with. Yeah. And it's something that I realized I had already learned and was very grateful that I had already learned it because – when our world got turned upside down, I wasn't like panicking that I couldn't control anything. But I feel like there were a lot of people that were panicking that they couldn't control their life anymore. Yeah. So interesting. Well, yeah. And I think that'll be something that we should definitely explore more of like how you kind of like got yourself to this place where you didn't constantly feel like if you were if you weren't in control, it meant you were out of control. I think that's right. what it is for people. It's like if they don't, they don't have a stronger grip on something, then they feel like totally out of their element and like I know. think I think it's it's important to what people assign their like importance of control around so like some people it is work or some people it's family or close relationships or whatever and I think that it's almost like you have to kind of spread it around because if you put too much in one pot and that pot gets turned upside down then you're kind of screwed um yeah so it's yeah it's just a inter- another interesting takeaway from quarantine in general But for 2021, I'm thinking that I'm hopeful that we'll be a little bit back to quote unquote normal, which I don't actually think we'll ever go back to exactly the way we were before, but maybe by summer, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm basically looking forward to getting back to a little bit of travel. I'm very much looking forward to going back to restaurants. It's not something that Seb and I have been comfortable with doing, so we haven't. I love restaurants. I can't wait to eat in a Mexican restaurant with a margarita and the salsa on the oh table. I can't even. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> honestly, that You're might be. speaking directly to my heart right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that might honestly be like the thing that I'm most looking forward to for 2021. So, which is sad, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's not sad. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that that was the thing I was looking forward to most, but now that you say it, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah, definitely traveling. And I think honestly, just like hugging my people. Like, oh, yes, hugs. I miss hugs. Ugh, 
can't wait to hug everybody yeah. for an uncomfortable amount of time. So here's to 2021 being filled with friends and traveling and consensual hugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone for starting this journey with us. We are really excited. And next week, we our episode is going to be about Enneagram. We're going to deep dive more into that. So if you have any questions or want us to cover something specific about Enneagrams, you can email us at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And you can always follow us on Instagram at likeheartedpod. We'll see you next time.